Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The delay of children returning to school and the impact it has on uh, students, on teachers, on parents. In British Columbia, the schools reopen tomorrow, and we're joined by the president of the British Columbia Teachers Federation, Terry Mooring. Ms. Mooring, thank you for coming back. How are you? Thanks, Roy. I'm well, and thanks for having me. Yeah, this, uh, you know, how are you isn't a throwaway question anymore, is it? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, we're in a very concerning environment right now with the rapid spread of Omicron, and so I know that everyone is, you know, taking their health very seriously, monitoring uh, their health, and, you know, going to work um, when you are ill or experiencing any symptoms is, is definitely no longer an option. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Keeping classrooms open has been an uneven exercise across Canada during the pandemic. Are you generally satisfied with the approach of the British Columbia government on this issue? Classrooms uh, being closed last week, is, I think it's the first time that's happened in almost two years, isn't it? Yeah, and it was important that um, last week uh, was taken by districts in order to do it, a number of things. Um, there are some additional safety measures in place, but they're the same safety measures that were in place last school year, so really nothing new and not enough, that's for sure. But we also um, wanted to make sure that staffing levels were um, ascertained during this week and also, unfortunately, planning for what we call functional closures, and that's when schools have to close because of lack of staffing, uh, and we're concerned that's going to happen due to illness. So that planning was important. And the, I think the problem for teachers is that while we're planning for functional closures, unfortunately, and we've been told that they're likely to happen, and we believe that to be the case, there still isn't enough being done. And there are measures that could be taken that are simple to take um, that would not be incredibly costly, uh, in the short term at least, um, and would provide certainly, I think, families and teachers with more ease about returning on Monday. You know, as it is, there's a lot of uh, rightful concern about the safety of schools right now. Do you consider the school environment to be one of uh, a dangerous environment as far as the spread of COVID is concerned? Because we hear counter positions on that and from infectious diseases specialists. What's your thinking on that? Well, the fact is in BC, we just don't know because we haven't had schools in session with Omicron um, being such a, you know, su- such a, accounting for so many cases uh, in BC and, in, and in fact, across Canada. And so I know that in some jurisdictions they have uh, had schools go back. Uh, I think Saskatchewan is one, um, but we haven't. And so it's still unknown. We know that case counts are very unreliable right now. We know that we're, when we return, uh, there will be no um, contact tracing um, and testing sites are being overwhelmed. Um, rapid testing isn't yet available for um, education workers or children, unfortunately, in BC. Um, government has said that, and, and the provincial health office has said they will be available, but we don't know when. We don't know what the plan will be around rapid testing, so there's lots of un- unanswered questions there. Is there cooperation, is there dialogue, meaningful cooperation and meaningful dialogue between public health and the provincial government and the Teachers' Federation? Dr. Bonnie Henry, you're Chief Public Health Officer, has said classrooms are not a setting of high risk because of air filtration improvement, and the province didn't spend some $300 million in air filtration systems since 2020. What's your, what's your take on that? 
Well, for, first of all, yes, there are meetings happening. Um, the BCTF takes part in ministry steering committee meetings, but those are just consultative. Certainly, you know, um, we are giving advice, but it isn't isn't always taken. And uh, we've had a, a long-standing issue now with, uh, quite frankly, the provincial health office and, and the BCCDC about um, them understanding the school environment um, because we have large classes. Um, we have children, you know, mixing in classrooms. We have, uh, it's very difficult to, to physically distance. Uh, and, and in fact, there is no uh, intent to do that with the safety protocols that are in place. And school is one environment children and, and educational workers are in, but they have lives outside of school. So it's not like it's a closed or contained environment. And we, as I say, have not been in session with the Omicron, um, you know, uh, spreading through our communities at the rate it is. And so there's still a lot of unknowns right now. Um, and I think that some of the decision-making, and we've been frustrated about this, quite frankly, is based on the Delta variant or original COVID. And we just don't seem to be as flexible here or nimble about changing um, safety precautions as we would like to see. We'd like to see much more of a preventative approach in BC than we're seeing. Do you get a sense then that uh, teachers and the Teachers Federation are not being listened to? Well, I think we're being listened to, but certainly what we're advocating for right now is not in place. And so we did advocate for many, many months for masking. And finally, masking was, you know, it's a provincial health order now. Um, but at this point with Omicron, we think N95s would be uh, reasonable, especially for teachers and students that are medically vulnerable. Um, but we think that anyone that wants to wear N95 should have it supplied. We think teachers should be fast-tracked for booster shots. So the, and that would be, you know, could be very easily done. And you make the point about ventilation systems. Well, it's true an investment was made. We still have half of the districts in the province that don't have adequate filters in their, in their ventilation systems for many different reasons, including that their ventilation systems are old. And so we've been asking for some stopgap measures around ventilation, including HEPA filters in classrooms. Um, I'll add everything that I've just talked about um, is in place in other jurisdictions where BC has been very reluctant to do those things. We'd also like to see a campaign around uh, school-aged children getting vaccinated. Okay. So I think what we're seeing in BC and, and across Canada is, is a similar reluctance on behalf of families to get their younger children vaccinated. That is something right. our vaccination rates in BC for 5 to 11 year olds are exceedingly low. So we'd like to see a really targeted campaign around educating families about the importance of vaccinations. We'll, well. we'll have to do a follow-up interview and I have an idea that I'm going to run by you. We'll do that during the week next week. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.